Good evening, and welcome to The Paranormal Curator. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. Remember to like and share the podcast. That's how people find out about us. That's how we get remarkable stories like the ones I have this evening. We'll tell you at the end of the podcast how you can submit your story, just the way our friend Adrian has this evening. Now, if you listen to our pilot podcast, you heard me say that I'm not a particularly sensitive person. I'm coming up on 60 years old and have not had many experiences in my life, which I can attribute to A, doesn't exist, or maybe B, more likely, I'm just not tuned in. Something I hope to work on. I think it's something we can hone or practice. Quite the contrary, Adrian, we discussed, talked a little bit um, before he recorded, that in fact he believes he is quite sensitive and has had many experiences in his life. I guess if we continue on the trend, I'll let you know that the next show, we will be interviewing a fairly famous um, professional medium So we go from maybe not very sensitive to very sensitive to someone who literally makes a living understanding voices from beyond. But tonight's stories, there's actually two, come to us from Adrian. And we'll let him tell you about it. So last year in the spring, I went to Colorado Springs with three of my friends, very close friends. And of course we drove and it was around a 14 minute drive. However, we decided to do a seven hour drive to Lubbock, stay there at an Airbnb for a night, and then the next day drive seven hours to Colorado Springs. And in Lubbock and in Colorado Springs, in each city, I did have some sort of profound paranormal experience, which I'm going to share with you today. So the first event occurred at this Airbnb and as we walked in, I immediately just felt it uneasy. I just felt something was watching us. I just felt as it just it just felt odd, especially in the room that I stayed in. So we probably went to bed around, I'd say, perhaps 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. And when I was going to sleep, I did not feel alone in that room whatsoever. And also, reading the Airbnb or the summary of the home, that the home was built in the 1940s. So, as I fell asleep, I believe I woke up around 3 in the morning. Just perhaps an insomnia, I'm not too sure. I just woke up, but I went back to sleep. However, around 6 in the morning... I do remember that I was laying on my side and I could not move and uh, my eyes were closed and I also could not open up my eyes. So I immediately knew that I was experiencing sleep paralysis. And as I was laying there, I could feel the blanket being pulled (laughs) off of me. And of course, I'm just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this is okay. This is happening and such. And... As that is happening, where the blanket is being pulled off of me, 
It was very slowly. It wasn't quick, as you see in the horror movies, you know, and The Conjuring, I believe, where the blanket just is immediately pulled off of her so quickly. It was very not, it was a slow tug. And as I was happening, I began to feel that, that, that feeling where when someone's kind of creeping up behind you and it's a very, very uneasy feeling, you know, like an, inv an invasion of your space, you know, and I could feel that on the back left or the back left of my ear. And then I heard a voice, a very raspy, unsettling voice that was saying, time to get up, get up, time to get up. And as I broke away from the sleep process or after the ordeal was finished, I have had many experiences. So I they, to the point where I don't feel terrified by them. I was actually kind of bothered by what this entity or who, what kind of spirit did this to me. And I immediately got up from my bed and I recall saying, you know, F you, <laughs> because I was actually bothered by it. Like how could, you know, thinking to myself, how could you do that to me? You know, like, what is like, really dude, really man, you know? And of course I truly believe that it was not human. It was an inhuman spirit, some sort of dark spirit or so, or very, or perhaps could have been a spirit of someone that passed away in that house that felt very protective of their home, considering it was built in the 1940s. So that's what occurs in that first experience. And the next experience, it occurs in Cave of the Winds, which is in Colorado Springs. And I do remember when we were entering the area that something just felt really off about the place. Something, and it just felt weird. And I didn't make anything of it. You know, I, I, that's my first time actually going into a cave system. So I thought, oh, it's perhaps I'm just nervous. Perhaps I'm just kind of feeling a little, uh, you know, about this. <laughs> my first time being in a cave system. And I've seen a lot of horror movies where people get trapped in caves. And, you know, there's it's horror movies, you know how they are. They get trapped in there and then some crazy animals or beasts come out of nowhere and start killing the people. But anyways, as we were entering the cave system, if it still felt really weird and such, I was just, man, like maybe it's just the nerves. However, our tour guide... I forgot her name, but she was amazing. She was awesome. And and afterwards, she did kind of give me com some confirmation of what I was feeling. But I'll get to that when I, f when I first tell y'all what I experienced. So we get to this wooden staircase that's inside the case system. And she's telling us, oh, well, someone asked on the tour, ask if, you know, where does that lead to? Where does this go to? And she says, oh, it actually leads, because they have two tours. We took the, they have a haunted tour, a ghost tour, and then uh, the tour that we were doing, where they just take you around the cave system and they show you everything in there and they teach you a bit of history about it. And she was saying how that area up there is where the most active location, is the most active location inside the cave system. And that's when she informed us that the Cave of the Winds is the most haunt considered the most haunted cave system in North America. So, as she was saying and such, she even gave us a demonstration of how it is the the, the tour, the haunted tour. They take you through that area of the cave, and they actually just use an oil lamp to walk you around. That's the only form of light that you have during that tour. And she kind of gave us a little example of what it was. So she turned off all the lights 
and she turned on that oil lamp. And as she did that, I began to see two black legs walking down the wooden steps. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I'm, I'm really seeing this right now. Oh my goodness. All right. And of course she turns on the lights and I'm just kind of just not in awe, but I'm just kind of just standing there, just thinking to myself, oh my, oh, okay. I, I just saw that. All right. And as she begins to just, you know, speak to us more, I begin to feel a cool breeze and it comes very slowly down the staircase and I'm just I immediately react to it just thinking oh my goodness okay okay and as that happens I begin to sense that there are two male spirits at the top of the staircase and I can't make out if they're older or younger I just couldn't make that out but I could I knew for sure that they were two males so we continue the tour and I'm just thinking to myself okay this is a little odd I did not expect to have that happen right now and then of course we continue the tour and such and we get to this one place and I cannot believe what is popping up in my head I am beginning to see images of fighting of people I'm seeing an axe swinging uh, it's just it's just very very What's the word I could say? It's just very... I'm not even... I'm trying to think. I, cause it's just, I still can't believe to this day that I saw what I was seeing. It's just kind of horrifying, I will say. I'll be frank. And I'm seeing people essentially getting hacked to death. And I begin to feel a pressure point in between my forehead, which I perceive as a gunshot wound. And I begin to get the number three a lot. For some reason. Three. 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 I don't know why. And of course, we continue on the tour and such. And my my best friend, he notices that I'm becoming affected by this. And he's like, what's wrong? You know, what's what's going on? And I begin to tell him, like, you know, something, something bad happened here. Something really, really bad has happened here. And of course, after the tour... I have to tell the tour guide, you know, I like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, I just was seeing all this and, you know, and then she kind of opened up to us and she even kind of in the matter of how she was speaking, it was, it was as if she was telling us things that she shouldn't, that she cannot tell us. And she begins to inform us that people supposedly see a Wendigo inside this cave system, which is a dark Native American spirit. And she also, I also bring up how I've sensed two male spirits. And she says, well, that's very kind of interesting or that's, well, that's very alarming because she says that there are two boys that do follow her throughout the tour. And she does say that they kind of see her as a, as an older sister in a way. And she does see them on the tours and it all makes sense because when I sensed those two most spirits, which were the boys, I felt protected. I didn't feel really uneasy. I felt as if they were watching over us. And she also begins to say how, how active it is and that she took the three crystals for protection inside that case system, one shipped. And she said at the end of the, her shift, they broke in half, all three of them. And of course, doing more research on... The cave system is that 
I found out that it used to be a sacred cave system to the Ute people that resided there for thousands of years. And it was so sacred that when they would enter this cave system, their cave system, they would immediately remove their war paint. And they also considered it a portal to the underworld. And, and that's when it all clicked, the Wendigo, you know, the people being hacked to death, the engagement I saw, it all makes sense that this cave system was taken from them. And that this Wendigo, I believe, was conjured as a way to curse that cave system for it be taken from them. Because you could imagine, you know, if, if your ancestor settled on a land, a piece of land, for thousands of years, and it was taken from you, I would be pretty upset, not going to lie. So it all made sense, all the dots began to connect. And I was also researching that some of the, the descendants of these people do reside still in Colorado Springs, and they are still upset about what they've done to that cave system, that they've just turned it into some big, you know, tourist trap, and, you know, they charge people to go in, and they believe that, you know, it's a place, you know, on Earth, it's, it's nature, and that we should, everyone should have access to it, regardless, that we should not pay to go inside this cave system. And I also was also reading that there's a, what is it, what is it, what is it, I remember what I was reading, I believe it's a spring reservoir or so around the cave system, and that they do charge to go into that reservoir, and that the descendants are also upset about that, that they are charging to enter into that spring reservoir. So I, I recall leaving and just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this was, wow, I did not expect this and I did not, I couldn't believe what I experienced and such. And it was just very, very alarming. Thank you for those stories. Um, I think as far as curation is concerned, um, it's going to fall, they'll fall under two different categories. The first one, of course, uh, sleep paralysis. Adrian mentions it himself. This is a scientific phenomena. What do I mean by that? It's been recorded. It has been tested. It is something that neurologists and psychologists are quite aware of. The element that is unique is that virtually everyone that experiences sleep paralysis experiences similar things. This is where we find sub-stories, sub-categories like the hat man, the shadow man, shadow people, the old hag, or situations like Adrian experienced. His second story we're going to categorize as um, he, he, he felt the past. He had some sensation of a long psychically recorded event in these caverns that helped explain the feelings and the sorrow and the anger of a long past people validated to some degree by the professional tour guide that he was with. If Adrian is perhaps more sensitive than most, then maybe he could tune into the frequency that allowed these stories to come through to him. Either way, we thank him for sharing his story and we want you to do the same. Remember, we'll take your stories whether you want me to read them or as I would highly prefer for you to record them. But either way, you can send them to Paranormal Curator, all one word, Paranormal Curator 
at gmail.com. You can just type me an email and I'll be happy to read your story. But as I said, the best stories come from the voices of the people who experience them. Or at least the second hand, your mom's story. That's perfectly okay. The only thing we don't want is your outright fiction. If you have something you cannot explain, we'd love to share it on the show and curate it for all to hear. Like and share the podcast. If you have a moment, give us a five-star rating so more and more people hear the show and share their stories. For The Paranormal Curator, I'm Tom Castanos. <laughs>